0: I just had a wonderful surprise happen this morning, Josh, and it benefits both you and I. Somehow, I have cookies in my bag. Oh man, I don't know how this happened. Chick Fil A cookies. Actually, now that you say that, I know exactly how this happened. Whenever I got my pre-game meal, uh, I'd assume my cookies in the bag, and there's a little pickle stain on there. If you if you would like it, nice not on the not on the cookie itself but on like the wrapping so yeah their their cookies are legit pretty good i'm acting like i haven't had one because i pounded like 3 of them before the show when this thing same thing How happened many like cookies do 3 they weeks get, ago you guys? well so uh, tom shores sideline engineer um he brings this down in the pregame for home games he'll bring down the chick-fil-a box that they have for a pregame meal Appreciate it, because it's usually like my halftime snack. I'll just pound a Chick-fil-A sandwich, maybe sometimes pregame, and usually we'll just throw the cookies to people in the stands. And they're wrapped, calm down. But by the time we got to it, it was halftime. So you're like, ah, I don't really know if anyone cares in 28-degree in weather to have me firing cookies at their head here. So I just put them in my bag, and you're, their loss is our gain. I have also discovered one winter glove, which is significant because the other winter glove is somewhere on the sidelines of Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Uh, Nat Davis, do you guys have a lost and found where I can maybe find my other glove? I have to find the other half to that set. You know, it's actually kind of incredible, though, if you think about it, Josh, because in twenty, in my very first year that I did games, we had a – we had a really cold bedlam, and Brad Camp at the time said, "Hey, let, get, let me get you some gloves." And so he gave me. The, look, they're cool, right? Little Nike gloves, all black. Very. I've used them nonstop, but I yeah, lost.
1: They're They're, they're very legit. Cool.
0: They're legit. They're my favorite thing. On they're one of my favorite gifts. The most usable gift that I usually have with the sidelines. Still don't have a sideline hoodie, which kind of makes me a little bit sad. But I'm not going to complain. But yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do with one glove, but, uh, listen, if you were among the 80,000 and what seemed like 10,000 people on the sidelines Saturday, if you happen to find a black Nike, let's see what left-handed winter glove. It's
1: very straightforward.
0: Just the Nike swoosh black glove. Listen, um, I, I, I'm not going around to different communities with one glove and being like, anyone find a glove and trying to, you know, get, but yeah, any help would be appreciated.
1: Once upon a time, Plank had two gloves, but now he's just got the one.
0: There was a day where there were two of these, and now there is just one. All right. uh, Welcome to the Plank Show on a Tuesday. As always, we we love to hear from you on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Also, if you want to get in touch with us by way of telephone, you can pick up the phone and call us. At 405 Josh and I, very active on Twitter, a uh, majority of the time. At Josh on Ref, I'm at Plank Show, and everybody should be following us at KREF Sports. How was your Monday night?
1: It was a good Monday night, man. Very good Monday night. What's, uh,
0: what's up with the Wisconsin gear today?
1: Well, uh, I'm out of hair gel, and oh. I refuse to walk around and be seen that way. It's really, really Fair not enough. not any more in depth than that. That's it.
0: Does it? Does this mean I get to tell my favorite beanie story of all time? Sure. John Hoover and I were at Tulsa Public Schools signing day. John can attest to this. Many, many moons ago, Felix Jones was getting ready to sign. I think Felix did Felix go to Booker T. I think Felix went to Booker T. and he was going to sign, and he was signing with Arkansas. Right. Well, he shows up to signing day in an Oklahoma beanie. And a really nice one, right? I'm like, oh, what? Is a flip coming? And so, uh, Hooven, I want I was, like, are, are, you, are you flipping? It's, what, what's up with the Oklahoma beanie? And his response was, I was cold. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, uh, 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 okay. And it was literally one of those, we really read way too much sometimes into recruiting and what guys are wearing. But, yeah, I, I wore it because it, I, I was cold and it's my only beanie, so – This is all I've got. All right. Well, fair enough. And I honestly, I honestly think when he signed, he actually may have had that set same beanie on. (laughs) Yeah, I'll have to ask him. Felix is retired. He's off being being rich right now. But yeah.
1: So he didn't think that one through though. No, he he
0: didn't. And I was kind of surprised if Twitter would have been around back in the day, Josh. Oh, that would have got all the likes. Now, let's start there. Speaking of twitter.com. Wait, Argentina lost this morning? Is that right? Wow. I don't know a damn thing about what's going on in the World Cup except for that we drew. But Saudi Arabia beating Argentina, I mean, that's that's like North Carolina A&T knocking off Georgia. No doubt. What a photo they got. They got this guy mid-backflip. That's pretty cool. I'm, I am not pretending to be all in on the World Cup, guys. I can't. I, I love it and I'm watching it, but I, I I get so lost in what has become political battles on Twitter about everything that happens here. And I'm not saying uh, that anyone is wrong. It's just I just I just want to watch the U.S. play soccer. That's 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 what I want to do. But yeah. Oh wow, that's big time. Okay. All right. Well, more on that in a bit. Speaking of Twitter. Did you allow yourself to get caught up in the hype last night? Or did you know exactly what was going down? If you missed it, last night, a local TV sports anchor in Mississippi reported that Lane Kiffin would be resigning from Ole Miss on Friday to become the next head coach at Auburn. Now, I don't know about you guys but I immediately took this as fact because no TV sports anchor has ever been incorrect when it comes to reporting news on a coaching search. That's true. I started to tweet that last night, but I got about halfway through it and I realized ah, I don't want anyone like getting upset. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't have, it's, it's nothing against my guys locally. It's, well, maybe one of them, but it's more of kind of a national thing, right? Remember, the Bob Stoops hiring at Florida State is imminent. At least whenever I told you that I felt like the hiring of britton Venables was imminent, it eventually happened. Now, it was two, three days later, but it happened. And your definition of imminent can be whatever it wants. We've had TV anchors, sports anchors tell us um, – uh, who was the other? Brian Kelly was the next head coach at USC. Lincoln Riley was the next head coach at LSU. There's been some doozies. Matt Rule is on his way to Oklahoma. Some doozies, Josh Helmer. So, I don't know about you, but as soon as I saw local sports TV anchor, and it wasn't any of my guys here in Oklahoma, I pretty much knew, yeah, this is a bunch of BS. <laughs> There's there's no way that this is this is legit. Now, I want to be very clear. Ooh, that was a heck of a save by the Saudi goalie to save that game for him. Wow. I'm just seeing the highlights now. I'm not going to pretend like I got up and watched soccer this morning. World Cup coverage, by the way, brought to us by All-American <laughs> Roofing. I'm sure they love me sitting here saying, I ain't waking up for that. So, anyway, this report from John Sokoloff, which kudos to him, right? It's not right. It's incorrect, but he's gained at least 3,000 followers over it, at least. And uh, I guess to his defense, he hasn't suddenly panicked and taken it down. But I, okay, so at what point do you have to take your L is what I'm asking? Because I, I don't, I don't think this, I don't think this dude is just making stuff up. But I also know whenever I was a young lad in the business, and I don't know if this dude is young or not, and I thought that scoops mattered, I didn't really, at that time, boy, if Twitter was around whenever I was early in my career, Josh, oof. Old Takes Exposed would have had a grand time with some of the reports that I was ready to run with off of what one person told me. (laughs) Right. But, Plank, didn't you go to college for journalism? Yes. But whenever you think you have something juicy... Immediately you, run with that. you don't worry about dot and I's and cross and t's on that you bad tweeted. boy. You <laughs> tweeted. You tweeted. So and, and here's here's also what's funny to me. Um sources. According to sources. Now, I don't know, maybe John Sokoloff dates one of Lane's daughters. Maybe they're they're longtime family friends. I, I don't know, right? But to me, and this is, a, this is a rule of thumb that I have, okay? You've got your people that you trust across the media. If it doesn't get either A, confirmed by somebody, or B, come from the likes in college football of a Ross Dellinger or a Pete Thamel, I'm sure I'm leaving out a few guys in there. But the world of, of breaking news is, isn't usually something that comes from, what station is this? Um, Whatever station it is. Now, I'm sure his bosses are very happy with him today because the tweet got the clicks, but breaking. Lane Kiffin plans to step down as the Rebels coach on Friday and head to Auburn to become the Tigers' next head coach, according to sources. Sources also say the Tigers haven't officially offered the job to anyone yet. So Lane to Auburn is happening story soon. Uh, in all honesty, Josh, how, that doesn't even make any sense to me. As far, This just clicked, right? This literally just clicked. That makes no sense to me. There's never been a report that is more nonsensical than that. Okay, he's going to resign on Friday, day after the Egg Bowl. Fine. But no, no one's been offered the job. But yet it's happening. I'm I'm very confused right now.
1: Well, yeah, because he's bolting. He's headed to Auburn. He's headed to
0: Nebraska. So if they haven't offered... He's headed to Wisconsin. (laughs) I've got a really hot take on this. I don't know if Lane Kiffin is all that great of a coach. I dig him on social... I think he's another one of those guys that we fall in love with the personality... And he's had some nice seasons, but when has Lane been his most successful? He's a good offensive
1: mind. He's not a great college football coach.
0: I mean, if – and now here's something new that I've started to hear a lot that – and I don't know if it's just through years of research and the way people think about things, but now it's, well, he can accomplish so much more at Auburn than he ever could at Ole Miss – He's ceilinged at at Ole Miss, and I'm like, I, I I mean, I get it that Auburn's won a couple national titles, right? I uh, already phrased that won a national title with Scam and played for one, but it's but it's not oh Scam Newton, but Josh, it's not, it's not like Lane Kiffin is Nick Saban. I mean, I know he's been the offensive coordinator with him, I know, but he's not. That's not him, and. I feel like – i li- I'm not trying to dog on him. I think he's a, a funny dude. I can't wait till he's in the media someday. I think he's going to be fantastic, but, I mean, I don't get it. I, I don't get the infatuation with Lane Kiffin. And, in fact, some people tried to mention him to Oklahoma last year, and I'm like, I ah, don't know about that.
1: Well, if he had come to Oklahoma, you're basically getting
0: the exact same thing you had. Sure, exactly. He's had – he's had – One 10-win – well, I'm sorry. He has been a head coach at a Power 5 school for six-and-a-half seasons. In those six-and-a-half seasons, he's won 10 games twice and has only won one bowl game, and it was the Outback Bowl at a Power 5 school. Now, good run at Florida Atlantic. Maybe that's more his speed, but – I don't get the Lane Kiffin hype. Never, never have. Now, you could be conspiracy theorist in this. You can be conspiracy theorist and say, I, I saw that very first texter." Well, he never said he's not taking the job. I don't know how much more you need as a denial from a coach than that. Lane Kiffin, after this report came out, obviously was playing on Twitter because it's not like they have a big game on Thursday or anything. But he immediately, and I don't even know like in what, (laughs) I don't know where he even created this document, but he, he created a document that basically said, uh, Oh, here it is. Here it is. This just in breaking news, John Sokoloff of WCBI news in Starkville planning to step down as lead anchor and had to WLOX to become their new lead anchor. Sources say Wilcox hasn't been offered the job to our sources say Wilcox hasn't offered the job to anyone yet. So John to WJOX is happening. Story soon. It's like that's a pretty good shot at hey, you don't have this right. I didn't hear him say he's not going to Auburn. He's not going to say he's not going to Auburn. And Lincoln Riley told you he wasn't going to LSU and was gone the next day. Quit being so dense. Why did you open up the Air Comfort Solutions text line where I could see it, Josh? This is your fault. (laughs) No, but I don't look at this and think there's any conspiracy theory here. There's no way this dope on Twitter has this right. He's getting his 10 minutes of fame. The... (laughs) Think about all the people who have now reported, Josh, about Arizona and Utah and Colorado are meeting with the Big 12 and them joining the conference is imminent. There is a high-profile meeting going on right now. We're waiting, right? Hasn't happened. Right. I'm just – at some point you're like, okay, this is dumb. This was dumb. And it gave Lane Kiffin a little bit of time in the spotlight. But I'm here to tell you right now, if if I'm Auburn – If I'm – who's all open? I have my list of openings right here because I was going through it last night. Um, If you're Auburn, Colorado, Arizona State, Georgia Tech, you know, amongst the Power Five openings, I don't don't think that's the first place I'm going. I don't think the first place I'm going is Lane Kiffin. It's just, is he funny? Sure. Is he – is he – a good coordinator, yeah, seems that way. Had Alabama winning a national championship, but is he a guy that I want to give the keys to the car? It doesn't end well. It doesn't. Do you know what his record was? His uh, second year, Florida Atlantic is five and seven. I bounced back when ten and three the next year, but I just I don't. This will, for the life of me, Josh Helmer, always be one of those head coaching candidates that I don't truly understand I like Lane what was the response whenever he was a candidate whenever someone tried to float him for Oklahoma I think I was like yeah no 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 I think people like Lane Kiffin when he goes on their radio shows and he is a little bit more omnipresent in the media than most and so read that. You, it's every single time I see that stupid report from John Sokoloff or Sokofill or whatever, the <laughs> the, name it, it becomes more ridiculous to me. The
1: end of it's so great. Sources say the Tigers haven't officially offered the job <laughs> to anyone yet. So Lane <laughs> to
0: Auburn is happening. Story soon. Listen, nothing has happened in this, but... And it's a funny thing because there is no... The, uh, it's so weird for me. I'm such an old man. Get off my lawn whenever it comes to media sometimes. Really, truly am. Because being right used to matter. There was there was something to being right. There was something to having a source that gave you a story that was correct. There's something to having a take about a team and being right. Now anymore, it's just, ah, look, I was on freezing cold takes. I had a bad take. <laughs> uh, I And now when a report is wrong, the response can usually be what? Well, things changed along the way. This is what was going to happen. But so-and-so stepped in and said no. No, we've totally – there is Sorry. no credibility. I'm not, I'm not getting off of my bully pulpit here on this today. I'm in too now, keep in order.
1: mind, though, John Sokoloff is not an AP award-winning journalist.
0: Oh, he is? Oh, yeah, his bio says it right here. Uh, what award are we giving him, AP? What award are we giving right now? Is this like one of those OABs that you have to pay for in order to get it? All right, quick break. When we come back, my gosh, it's already 9.23 on the Plank Show. You want to uh, hit – we got the BV Presser coming up at 11.15, right? Now, we can't carry it live, but at 10 a.m. this morning, Josh and I will go through what Jeff Lebby and Ted Roof had to say at their press conferences yesterday. Thought it Again, questions asked, understandably so, but still – you know, not a lot of true answers, but from the perspective of where the blame fell for poor clock management late in that game, Jeff Lebby, of course, put it all in himself. So, nothing less than what was expected. And now, you move forward, and you say, alright, this is a Texas Tech defense that's now without its best player. How do you attack them going forward? And for Oklahoma's defense, you, you try to put a couple of good performances back-to-back. So, we'll hear from Ted Roof, and... Jeff Levy later, players spoke last night with Dale, what Dylan Gabriel had to say about struggles with the offense in the second, third, and fourth quarter I thought was really, really good. And I guess you could say we had a Monday Night Football game last night. That, the funny thing is everyone's making fun of Brock Purdy for turning the wrong way on the handoff. Have you seen that highlight yet? He picked up seven yards on the play. I mean, that's the funny thing about it. The Cardinals were so thoroughly dominated last night that – Brock Purdy in the fourth quarter screws up a handoff and literally picks up seven yards on a carry. That's just how bad it was for Arizona. So we'll get to it all coming up on a busy Tuesday right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. I ended up doing a lot of shows yesterday. I was on here last night with Mike Harmon. Uh, Did a little college football talk yesterday with the general Bobby Carpenter. Uh, and obviously, we had our show, so it was fun. It was a fun day. A lot of information at Swollen Dome. Yeah, good times. Um, How'd it go? We, we can talk about it during the break. I mean, there there were some times where I was questioning, you know, my place in media and whether or not this is what I want to do. But no, Mike's 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 good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, no, in all seriousness, I I truly am now reaching this point of acceptance. That USC is going to do this. And that was like my one big takeaway from yesterday. And I know that it's painful for some to hear, but I mean, it's, it's the same stuff that we'd heard about Oklahoma for the longest time, right? Oh, they can't, can't play defense. they can't stop anyone. It's just a high powered offense with a good quarterback and that's it. And that's essentially what we're hearing right now about USC, but Josh Helmer, I did come up with this doozy, and it doesn't have – and I know immediately that opens up, well, Notre Dame's going to beat them. Maybe they will. But Notre Dame has also lost to Marshall, uh, nearly blew a lead to Navy, a good Navy team in the second half, and, and lost to Stanford. The same Stanford team that down 10 late in the game and time winding out kicked the field goal. Did you see that story? It was on bad beats last night. I'd completely missed it because nobody cares about Stanford Cal, nobody. Which right. I will never understand why the Big Ten's talking about them when nobody cares about Stanford.
1: Except for the the nerds. Well, the Cal play-by-play guy, right? That it was his fortieth anniversary.
0: Oh, was it? That's right. The I band forgot. Is on the That's field. right. That's right. It's been forty years since either one of those schools are that relevant. <laughs> Stop it. Be nice to our friends be nice to the nerds we're going to work for them someday but it's it's interesting josh in that well and by the way if you missed it stanford was down 10 with like 7 seconds to go in the game and they kicked a field goal to make it a 7 point game and it it made the overhit <laughs> so it, and and they never got a chance to to recover an onside kick and literally that's how the game ended with kicking a field goal to cut it to 7 i mean i I guess I kind of understand what David Shaw was doing, but it's like, wh- what are you doing?
1: <laughs> well, he just understands that, yes, he needed to take those points.
0: I guess so. But, you know, the pac has just been irrelevant for the longest time, right? And I get it that USC is still a team that can lose three games. They really could. They could lose to Notre Dame, and they could lose the Pac-12 championship game to if it's Oregon or Washington easily. But... I just, I had to reach this point of acceptance. This should be really easy tonight, Josh, in the playoff rankings. This should be really easy. It should be the four undefeated teams. It should be cake, right? Georgia one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, TCU four. But I, I, I still think every now and then there's a little flair for the dramatic here. And I can't help but wonder, and again, they, listen, I was wrong last week about thinking Notre Dame was going to rise up the rankings. They did not. But they got a nice little three-spot bump, which makes next week even more interesting, which, by the way, I think tonight you're going to see them get even, even more of a bump. But three th- – we don't have time for it here, but there's three major things I'm looking for tonight, right? Okay. What what, what One of them, how far TCU falls – Second, do they bump up Clemson, and then third,
1: how far how far Tennessee falls? Right,
0: how far did I not say Tennessee? Did I say Alabama? I'm sorry. How far Tennessee falls? How much, if any, of a bump Clemson gets? And I know everyone, everyone in front of them won except for Tennessee, right? Alabama, USC. LSU and then the the 14 playoff all those teams were in front of Clemson but I wonder if maybe they get a bump this week just kind of thinking but the fourth thing is if you truly look at it week to week like the playoff committee claims to and I have no reason to believe they don't except for I don't know how you couldn't consider things that happened the week before or the week before that it's been a little bit boring right it's been a little boring in the playoff rank. it's In fact, I even remember we we were joking about it last Wednesday whenever we had to wait and wait, and they're all building up. What's going to happen in the top four? And literally they go to a It's like, well, here's the top four. No surprise to anybody. You're like, what are we doing here?
1: No real surprises this week, ladies and gents.
0: There shouldn't be any real surprises this week. But I wouldn't be surprised if a USC is knocking on the door at five. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I don't think – I don't think that they would bump a one-loss team over an undefeated team into the four-team playoff. But we've seen it before. We've seen it happen before. I I think – it also depends. How do you view TCU Baylor from last week? Here's the the question. And I'd love your guys' help on this at 405-651-3439. I forgot the Air Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. Now, not though, just a quick, do you view TCU and Baylor as it's hard to stay undefeated, it's hard to win on the road, Big 12's better maybe from top to bottom, it's deeper than it's ever been since they um, are, are at 10 teams, I think, you know, and part of that is Kansas being somewhat serviceable this season, right? There's no rocking chair games here, but... Is that something you look at and say they won on the road against a good team? The, the defending Big 12 champs who have been ranked at points this season. Or is it another thing that you look at and like, oh, they're just – they're getting lucky or they're biding their time before they blow it. And it's a ticking time bomb that's just on the verge of imploding for TCU and it's not impressive with how they're doing things. I mean, it's because if it's that ladder, if it's, oh, I don't ah, – not that good. Well, then ding Michigan. Right, and ding Ohio State.
1: I, I I was impressed. I, I, I was too. So, I, I've not been maybe uh, you know leading the band here, so to speak, for TCU and their college football playoff hopes. And hey, they belong with these other three in front of them. I still don't necessarily feel that way. But look, you win games, you get credit. And right now, TCU's unbeaten. That was a legitimate road test for them, and they found a way out of Waco. It's as simple as that. Congratulations to them. Beat Iowa State, win a Big 12 championship, and obviously they're in. They probably more than likely would be
0: the four seed,
1: but a seat at the table. That's all you're asking for.
0: Could they bump up to the three? You would think they should
1: be able to, Yeah, right? Yeah, they'd have a chance, yeah. Yeah, because that final team would probably be under this scenario if things keep trending the way they're going would be one last USC.
0: Here's my nerd question for you on this, okay? Because we were asking yesterday, and again, spent three hours yesterday nonstop bedlam talk. Tuesdays, uh, we mix in a little bit more for the college football weekend, and obviously we spent the first segment talking about uh, Lane Kiffin and the report that he's on his way to Auburn, even though he pretty much debunked it. Uh, but, but I guess for some people it's not enough. He didn't say he wasn't going to Auburn. Okay.
1: It'll be enough when he's – not at Auburn, here right? In, exactly. You know, three weeks. Um,
0: but I I would I would add Josh. You know we're getting to that point in the playoffs where weird things sometimes happen, and suddenly like ma I, I get it. There's the, the the math guys out there that are like, oh, this is always how it's been. But you know, there's like two or three instances every year where this this poll that our buddy CFB professor Adam McClintock or David Bartu believe in that it's just, oh, that doesn't make any sense according to our math. Yeah, because I don't think you have it figured out. <laughs> this is um, not the gospel. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think it's the guy. sorry, I'm not trying to be a jerk about it, but that's just how I feel. So here's my nerdy scenario because where things always happen. Is there what's more likely to you the loser of Ohio State and Michigan still getting in? A, 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 Clemson running the table and getting in, which they're pretty far down, man. They've got a lot of people to to try to jump over and get there, or a one-loss TCU still getting in if they lose in the Big 12 championship game. So again, I'm all I'm filled with questions. Most today. likely to M- me, most likely to you. Go ahead.
1: Clemson gets in as a one-loss conference champion. Second most likely is the loser of Ohio State-Michigan gets in. Least likely is TCU as a one-loss champion. They've got to be undefeated.
0: I think the the one loss in the Big Ten scenario. Now, because Tennessee's out, guys. Tennessee and Alabama are both out. I don't care how many times you try to bring Alabama back into this, they're out, okay? They're out. They're They're done. They're not getting in. But, you know, you get into a scenario – Where you're feeling good about three. The winner of Ohio State and Michigan. um, I can't believe I'm saying this. Georgia or LSU, but I'm just going to go ahead and say Georgia so my head doesn't explode. Right. right? And let's just say for that third spot, um, an undefeated TCU, just for sake of argument, so we can take our one-loss TCU out of it. You know, if USC and Clemson both run the table – then you're debating between one of the most consistent performers of the last decade in Clemson who had their conference kind of fall apart around him, a one-loss USC team. If Ohio State and Michigan is incredible, the loser of that. Now, let me me throw another wrench into this real quick. USC loses, so they're out. And TCU loses, so they're a one-loss team. So then you're there with Georgia and the winner of the Ohio State and Michigan. Then you've got two spots that you're essentially looking at saying, oh my gosh, what are we going to do here? That might be a scenario where all of a sudden a one-loss TCU might have a shot, but I think it would take a little bit of carnage in that top four, which would include them losing, and and USC would have to lose, I think. Clemson might have to lose in order to make that possible. Is one-loss TCU rated higher than one last clincher? I don't think so. I don't think so. Especially because it's happening late to them, right? And it would happen in a conference championship game. I told you I needed to wait to do this. I have so many stupid questions on this.
1: Well, and it would, you know, if you're going to lose TCU, I think it's better to lose versus Iowa State than it is in the Big 12 sure. championship game.
0: Sure. Um, But I, I don't know. TCU's defense is actually pretty good. And I don't know if, if Iowa State's going to be able to score on them. But we'll see. Correct. Yeah, they're they're going to win this week. But I'm with you. I think you'd rather lose in the regular season. And we've had Iowa State. We've had Iowa State end up costing the Big Twelve a playoff team in the past, 2000, or at least in that case, in 2011. Yeah, a BCS TCU. Team. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I was talking about Oklahoma State in in 2011, and then TCU. What was that? 14. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going way back to the BCS. All right, quick break. Let's let's hit the Best of the Air comfort Solutions text line when we come back. You guys buying into TCU? You, you feel like they've got a shot even if they lose one? And Jeff Levy. Why did I forget Ted Roof's name? Ted Roof and the Brent Venables Press Conference. All coming up on a busy Tuesday on the Rath. Yeah, I was, uh, I was thinking about putting, putting resumes together last night or something. Have you ever heard Patrice O'Neal? You ever heard the comedian Patrice O'Neal? Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorites. And he was a regular on the Opie and Anthony show and had a character on the Opie and Anthony show named Bobo. And one time, Bobo wanted to be a stand-up comedian. But Bobo was the kind of traditional, dare I say, whack packer and really had no business being on the air. Correct, yes. Right. So, so Bobo would go on their show too? There's It's a different Bobo. Gotcha. This is Daniel Bobo Curlin. Not Steve Bobo in Florida. Gotcha, right? gotcha. Not gotcha. the Whack Packer, but this is a different... A character. We, we could probably have a, a, a pie chart of me explaining the Opie Anthony Whack Pack to the the Howard Stern Whack Pack, but I, I, I digress. So I bring this up because one time Bobo was in studio trying to do stand-up, and it was so bad that Patrice O'Neal's like, I don't know if I can listen to this. I'm forgetting how to do stand up. <laughs> He's like, I'm afraid. So I, it's like literally, I woke up, shook. So I'm, I'm good now, Josh. That was kind of the mindset. That's a mantra I was in this morning. Feel good about things, though. Yeah, get get all those. Uh, I was getting my resume cobwebs ready. out. Oh my gosh. Um, well, r- real quick because we haven't touched on it yet. Is there anything for the presser that really caught your ear from yesterday? I got to be honest. I, I thought it was good. Jeff Lebby kind of falling on the sword as we expected I'd for like the mistakes. To-
1: hear the portion where he was talking about being too conservative. I think that was the most
0: interesting quote from yesterday. They got away from throwing the football around a bit. Complete, Yeah. I asked um, yesterday, we had Joe John Finley on Coach's Corner. Uh, he Joe John is tight ends coach for Oklahoma. He's the guy that signals all the plays in. He's He's on the sidelines. And I asked the question, right? I'm like, hey, as you as you've drilled deep, what kind of led to the issues? Things that you could could do differently, and his response was, response was fantastic. Josh, he said, "Well, we could have got a first down. That would have helped a lot." <laughs> exactly, and I think that's what you
1: and I talked about yesterday was what went wrong. They couldn't get a first couldn't down. Get a first
0: down. <laughs> he goes and and Joe John even said, and this was right around during the time of the the Levy presser. What was really frustrating about it is it seemed to be a different mistake every time when they would not be able to convert. Maybe it was, I don't want to say each position on the offensive line, but maybe it was a tackle mistake. Maybe it was a running back mistake. Maybe it was a quarterback bad read. Maybe it was a wide receiver route. And that, that Josh Helmer, that's got to be enraging as a a coach, as a coordinator. All goes back I know I hear you all goes back to coaching I understand but still when you think that you've done everything right to prepare these guys and then that that that's what happens oof especially after the first quarter where it looked like preparation had gone pretty well they they probably felt like me and Patrice O'Neil was like wow did I forget how to do this what's what's going on here right now it's like where did things go wrong um couple of air comfort solutions text by the way this was funny someone my titan said i'm driving i can't text well then you could call us i mean i I know that's wild but you can always call that's true i don't think i hit that enough someone told me i push away callers because i make fun of the old school nature of of calling a radio show it is very old school so you do (laughs)
1: mean it a little bit i do
0: kind of talk down to it you're punching down on callers. But we welcome callers all the same. Um, but my Titan writes, TCU will not have a chance to make the playoffs with one loss. In fact, if Clemson was undefeated and won the ACC, I think TCU would be left out. Boy, imagine with a fifth. Well, that that's what it gets back to, right? That it gets back to five, you know, in this case, two teams for the Big Ten. But four of the the Power Five conferences would have then been represented. I would I would disagree. I would push back a little bit, my Titan, on this. I do think that the only way it would come down in this instance to a decision between those two is I don't know if Ohio State and because oh, someone's losing Ohio State, and Michigan, right? So maybe if someone loses that game, well. When someone loses that game, unless it ends at a tie, which I don't even know if it's humanly possible in college football anymore, it is not. Um, and then the team that lost or won that loss in the Big Ten championship game, in which case Iowa would be go to the 14 playoff. I'm kidding, but that would that would be the only time when you would have that debate. I mean, you if you have if you had, oh, I'm trying to make sure I'm doing my unless you beat Georgia. Sorry. If you had that scenario, right? And this is pie in the sky, but, but you know I love this kind of stuff. If you had Georgia there, the, the winner of Ohio State and Michigan, TCU undefeated and Clemson undefeated, then, yeah, the, that's your playoff, right? Georgia, the winner of Ohio State and Michigan, the TCU Horn Frogs, and the Clemson Tigers. I don't think there would be a scenario for one lost team sliding in or an undefeated team getting kicked out. I, maybe I'm looking at this too logically, but – as far as a one-loss TCU team, yeah, I agree. I think they'd be in big trouble, especially if things uh, hold to chalk. All right, quick break. If you guys are off to a great start on the text line. I am not. So we'll catch up on those. Jeff Levy, Ted Roof coming up in just a bit. Hour one of the Plank Show is brought to you by Van Who's Fence. Their holiday special is ongoing. Purchase 100 feet of fence and receive a free gate. Good for new or replacement fencing. Go to vhfence.com or call 735-1167. We don't have any time here because – I'm so fascinated by the TCU conversation in the playoffs and what might happen tonight that we got carried away in segment two and three. What are you going to do? Sorry, not sorry. Uh, So, here's what we're going to do. New plan. Best of the Air comfort Solutions, text line after the top.
1: USC Brian's hanging on, too. USC
0: Brian is on hold. I'm sure we'll, speaking of dancing on Graves. Wow, he's going to be, that's going to be a pretty happy man. (laughs) No doubt. Coming up next. Uh, And... Then we hit on Ted Roof and Jeff Levy from yesterday. Again, we are not allowed to air the Brent Venables press conference, but as it progresses, we'll bring you all the breaking news that comes out of it. Big story this morning, breaking in the sports world, Argentina lost in the World Cup last night to Saudi Arabia. considered one of the bigger upsets in World Cup history. United States fought to a 1-1 draw yesterday with... I don't even know, our, our, Wales. We got England coming up on Friday night. It's Plank Show right here on The Ref.